Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I'm the co-founder of Breast Friends as well as a five-time survivor of advanced stage breast cancer. Um, Sharon is out of town and I'm not sure when we'll have her back, but um, we we do miss her whenever she's not on the show with us. Um, I am also a motivational speaker and I was just talking with our guest who we'll introduce here shortly. Uh, one of the states I have not yet spoken in is Colorado and our guest is from Colorado, so maybe Maybe she can help me out sometime. (laughs) Anyway, um, I'm also the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. And before we we get started, I want to let you all know that because Sharon's not with me today, I have my very special and dear husband, Bill. I will be substituting for Sharon today. (laughs) (laughs) Goofball. Anyway... Well, before we get started, though, I do want to share something. We're we're recording this on 9-11. And I know that when we hear... The, the term 9-11, it brings out a lot of emotions in a lot of different people. On that day, many years ago, we lost over 3,000 people. And, you know, honestly, no one went to work that day expecting their life or the lives of their loved ones to be over by 9 a.m. You know, life is short, and sometimes it's over in the blink of an eye. Don't wait to do what you love. Don't wait to say I'm sorry. Don't wait to offer forgiveness. It's Sometimes you just don't have that opportunity, so don't wait. Make things happen now. And today, exactly 18 years later, my son, Elijah, is getting married to the woman of his dreams. About one hour from the end of our interview, we'll have a new daughter-in-law, Kiki. And we're very excited that she's going to be joining our family. It's also going to be really nice to have a new vision and a positive vision when we hear the date 9-11. It's mm-hmm. not going to have that same, a- that same framework anymore. So no matter what we're experiencing in the world, life does go on. Make the most of it while you can. And so with that, I want to introduce our guest today. And I'm really excited that she's going to be joining us because it, we're going to talk about stress. Stress often plays a huge part in our daily lives, and especially for those who are battling life-threatening illness. Our guest is Lauren Miller. She is Google's number one stress relief expert. I can't wow. wait to hear more about that. So welcome, Lauren, to our show. We're very excited to have you today. Hi, Lauren. Hi, guys. I am so grateful to be here and and really appreciated what you said about 9-11 as we lost a very dear family friend in, in the uh-huh. second tower. And so my, my heart is definitely um, in prayers with all those people who have lost a loved one. Uh, uh, I'm sure it's still an so. open wound for thousands and thousands yep. of people mm-hmm. and the nation. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry about that. You know, a lot of our people listen on demand after our after our record date. So I wanted to say that because they may not even be aware that we recorded this on 9-11, except for what we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your hobbies, your family. I know you're in Colorado. <laughs> just, <laughs> just tell us about yourself so our audience can get to know you a little bit. 
Sure. Actually, I, I'm, I'm an East, East Coaster at heart. I was um, born in Chicago and, and raised in Long Island, mm. New York, and uh, was there until I was, you know, right before college, ended up coming out here when, when my parents took us on a family trip. And we drove up over 36. For those people that are in Colorado, you know what I'm talking about. And I saw the Flatirons. I thought, hmm, this is a nice place. So I only applied actually to two colleges and ended up going to CU. Uh, and and stayed out here ever since. I, I do go back east for about a month every year because my whole tribe is still still East Coasters, as they say. Once an East Coaster, always an East Coaster. So <laughs> I got to slow things down in terms of uh, in terms of my 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 speed out here, um, linguistically speaking. Sometimes uh, mm-hmm. there's there's just a slower pace, which is what drew me in the first place. I think I, I really appreciate that. Um, and then I, I've been out here and, and went through the experience of advanced cancer myself. I think that was actually my, my best experience, uh, going through training to be able to do what I do in life. And, uh, very grateful for that back in 2006 and even more grateful that I'm still wearing the earth suit after it because, uh, Mm -hmm. the odds were stacked against me. And Becky, I know we share that life experience for a greater good. I truly believe for greater good. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And it's, you know, it's it's really an interesting thing, isn't it, when people talk about getting, you know, having cancer, being diagnosed with it, but how how there are blessings in it. And I know we'll probably get to that at some point. But before we do, I want to ask you a, a little bit about stress. You know, we hear a lot about it. And sometimes we hear that stress can be good for us but other times it can be devastating. Can you take a minute and tell us what the difference is between good and bad stress? Mm, that's a question I hear quite a bit. Um, and, and it's a good question because, you know, there's there's the good stress because when we're, when we're filled and we got that cascade of, of uh, stress hormone in our body, it actually jumpstarts us. It's like adrenaline, you know, it'll jumpstart us to, to do, you know, different activities in life, even if we're stressed, feel the stress and do it anyway. It, it, there's a tipping point, though, if, it, if it's sustained over a long period of time, it actually begins to deplete uh, the body's ability to, to, to function highly, uh, to, to basically have all lights on inside. It's, it's the lights start to get turned off when, when we're in a stressful situation over time. And then the body, rather than in growth and repair mode, it, it, it flips into only three choices, fight, flight, freeze. And when you're in fight, flight, freeze enough, long enough, dis-ease is the ramification of that. Mm. And, and when dis-ease happens within the body, then it starts to break down. As, as in my case, uh, I was a uh, secondary black belt, uh, had my company in, in stress management and human resource sources development and personal excellence, basically didn't drink, didn't smoke, worked out all the time. I was, you know, in training in, in martial arts for 15 years and, and yet I was dying. Mm. So how do you explain that? You know, I, I was doing everything on paper, uh, not a lot of sugars as well. And, and yet, uh, I was, I was dying inside. And so the one, the one thing that made sense in my journey was the fact that at the same time I was diagnosed with advanced cancer one week prior to my final divorce court date. My, my parents mm. had been married forever. My whole family has. In fact, I was the one person in my tribe, uh, really, other than my great-grandmother, to, to have ever 
uh, gone through a divorce. So that was creating such profound stress because it was something that, and I'm sure, you know, people that are listening to this podcast, uh, have you ever had a time when, when you found yourself in a situation and you said, oh my gosh, I didn't expect for this to pop up. <laughs> so it's, it's the pop-ups in life that, that can spin us into that constant stress mode and the body disease takes over unless we, we take back the reins. Yeah, that's true. And then when we get that disease, it just seems to spiral even more. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really, yeah. It, so talk about good stress for a minute. Because, I mean, I, I know that I w- used to be in a very high-stress job. Um, mm-hmm. any, I think anytime you're in a sales position that involves commission sales, <laughs> that can be very stressful. But also there were certain self-imposed things, you know, like deadlines and whatnot that added stress, but it also kind of kicks you in the rear and gets you going. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that it's not always bad, right? Oh, absolutely. And kind of a a barometer on that is to to ask yourself, uh, does this inspire me? Does this engage me? Does this kickstart me? Yeah. Um, Does this get me going? Because if it gets you going, that's the good stress. If you have yeah. the, pe- the positive mental mindset and you're excited about it, and so you jump into action, that's the good stress. It's when the tenants of fear, doubt, and worry start to slither in. You give them free rent, and it starts trashing your interior, your world. And you're, we forget we're the landlord of our thoughts. Stress <laughs> exists between the two ears. Yeah. That's the place of empowerment. And the definition I, I've been using for, for over a decade is stress is the power you give to outside circumstance to determine your worth, value, and capability. Basically, stress is the power you give to any circumstance to define what you believe you're capable of handling successfully. Mm. So, if, so if you think that you are not capable of handling this situation successfully, then the tenants of fear, doubt, and worry, you start serving them Starbucks in bed, you start you know, you know, changing their sheets, giving them a chocolate on their pillow at night, and we really, we really start serving the very thought forms that are trashing our interior world. And so we, it's, I, I refer to it as an identity crisis. I recently launched a book with a colleague friend of mine, Jen Klopek, called Stop Letting the World Be the Boss of You. Because mm-hmm. it's really giving, you know, in kindergarten, do you guys remember saying, you know, you're not the boss of me, right? We have five yet, kids <laughs> and our kids said it all the way. I mean, I think they still do. In fact, Elijah, <laughs> who is getting yeah. married today on 9-11, He's the one that say, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And what happens, you know, as adults, then, then we're like, no, you are the boss of me. I will give Actually, power to your opinion to define my sense of value. Really? You know, it's like when we go shopping, if something doesn't fit, we're not, I'm not going to wear a pair of pants that I can't zipper and button up. I'll tell you that right now. So I'll, I'll, I'll return it to sender. And, yeah. and many times, you know, people cast an opinion because they're, what's referred to as the halt, they're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or sick, and it has nothing to do with you, but because of their facial expression or body language, we make an assumption that they don't like us, and then we then we give that free tenant, they don't like us, they don't like us, they don't like me, all day long, and that robs our peace and our joy because we're giving free rent to a false thought form and casting ourselves smack in the middle of a drama that we're directing. And, uh, and it's really a, a power play. And we forget those, you're not the boss of me, those six words <laughs> that we used to use in kindergarten, no problem. Embarrassment doesn't set in until you get a little bit older because you set healthy boundaries. And, you know, you watch two-year-olds play. That's mine. 
all right, you know, kindergarten, you know, I don't want to play with you. I'm playing with Bobby. All right, well, I'll play with Susie. The rumination starts to kick in and we forget, we forget we have that same ability now. We're the boss of what the power we give to outside circumstance to define our worth, our value, and what we believe we're capable of handling. So listeners today, who have you given the power to or what have you given the power to, to be your boss and you're being bullied and, and it's time to, to flip that authority and, and take it back. I love that. I love that a mantra that I've heard so many times. I am the captain of my own soul. And mm-hmm. um, I love that uh, phrase that comes to me from the Bible when Jesus said, peace I give to you, not as the world gives peace, mm-hmm. but my peace I give to you. And I think there's something to that. There's a mm-hmm. different level of peace available, which you've just been talking about. Um, but we have to take control of that ourselves. We have to engage that peace in our lives Absolutely. in spite of the stress mm-hmm. and you, you know you you went through some I, I had a little note here that you went through two of the top stressors at the same time mm-hmm. so I'm assuming that's your cancer diagnosis and your divorce mm-hmm. is that and yeah, you have, at the absolutely. same time what was that that must have been crazy <laughs> yeah that was didn't sign up for that one <laughs> Just saying, you know, I, but yet I truly reflecting back in order to do what I I feel very convicted that God's called me to do in this world is to remind people of what they forgot in terms of the power they give to outside Mm -hmm. circumstance to define their identity. It's an identity crisis Mm -hmm. that they'll, they'll all day long, you know, there's leaks. Energy is your capacity for action. And if you're feeling drained at the end of the day, uh, know this, you have given power to something outside of you that you don't feel capable of handling successfully. So the invitation is to remember that greater is the power in you than the power in the world. So it's constantly flipping. I'll often say, don't spill out of yourself. Did you spill out of yourself? You know, because your body gets involved. And when I went through advanced cancer and divorce, I remember one particular time I was so weak that I had to crawl to the shower and it was after my double mastectomy and, and uh, I'd lost my hair, my, my breasts, my eyebrows, eyelashes, and basically felt androgynous. But I was very weak, too, which was a wild experience after um, training four hours a day, six days a week for the Colorado State Championship. Oh, my. And I ended up, by God's, grace, by God's grace, winning a medal in that. And then several years later, crawling bald and breastless to the, uh, to the shower. Right. And so, so quickly, life can change, yeah. right? Yeah. It yeah. certainly and, can. And yet it gives you an opportunity to remember. I remember standing up and I was shaking. I actually started laughing. It was crazy. I started talking out loud to God and I said, wow, this is, you're giving me my my PhD in suffering. Mm. And this is the greatest gift because then then it's not just book knowledge. I mean, I'm a constant student and, and appreciate all the education I've gone through because the more I have, the more I can give. But yet nothing compares to the boots on the ground experience of suffering that's enabled me to connect with with people because that's one thing we all share. My suffering was different than your suffering, mm-hmm. and yet it's all the same category of opportunity. Suffering gives us the opportunity to remember what we forget in shiny objects, trinkets, non-essentials that we farm our identity out to, that it gives us an opportunity to uh, repossess that which we've given out or we feel has been taken by the outer world. So I just gave my wife a little pat on the back because, of course, um, 
um, we all do go through those moments of deep anguish and suffering. Mm. And I'll tell you, I have to say, in our marriage, nearly 40 years now, and our son's just beginning mm. today, um, it's worth the pain to worth to walk through those mm. dark times because it does strengthen you and it gives you added perspective to life and appreciation for what others might suffer too. Absolutely. Absolutely. It gives you that ability to look at every human being um, and and look with compassion and empathy and to mm-hmm. see people for who they desire to be mm-hmm. rather than how their behavior shows up. And that's because when you've walked through suffering, you rid yourself if you are willing to be rid of those things that are false identities, uh, the opinions of other people, status, mm-hmm. power possessions, popularity, all of the things that rob our sense of constant peace. I mean, can you imagine if you woke up tomorrow and it wasn't even on your radar to uh, be concerned about what people think? Not in a rude way, but just in an, in an objective, curious way so that you can see things from other people's perspectives and mm-hmm. remain unattached with needing to control how other people think. Yeah. And also... Uh, you know, having full confidence in what you believe and think mm-hmm. without allowing other people's opinions to, to waver, which which is why there's such a fence uh, that's taken, which creates incredible uh, stress and anxiety is taking offense. I mean, if you have one prayer, may it be, dear God, help me not to take offense on anything that's said by any human being today so that I would live in <laughs> compassion. I, I mean, should they, write that one on my arm or sleeve. <laughs> I was just wondering, Lauren, is there a tool you use or... I think we all fall into that moment where we're caught up in the world and the stress right immediately around us. Mm-hmm. And then um, could we maybe get an idea of like take a deep breath or take a step back physically? How do we begin to move away from our stress? But Lauren, let's. I want you to think about that because we're going to go out to break mm-hmm. right now. So think about that and let's come back in on that question. Okay. okay? All right. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. For Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio, visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1 866 472 5792. Again, that's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about stress and the impact it has on our health with our guest, Lauren Miller. And Lauren, just before we went out to break, my husband asked you a question, and I'm going to go ahead and have him re-ask it one more time. Just just real, we all find ourselves suddenly in a moment of stress and a little bit out of control. In my case, is there a tool we can use physically, or I was thinking breathing or moving back to kind of set ourselves back and remind ourselves we are in control of our emotions when we take control? Mm. Absolutely. Again, it's it's the invitation to take back the power you're giving to the circumstance. The first step, and you and you mentioned two things: breathing, walking, moving. Because stress manifests physically, it's essential that we address stress where it manifests, and that's physically speaking. So for everybody, it's different. It might be tension in your shoulders, your heart starts to race, you get flushed. The first space is is calling it out. Draw the light of your awareness, as Jesus says. Drag it out into the light, mm-hmm. and that and that's the you know my name is Lauren Miller, and you know I'm I'm feeling jealousy right now. Mm-hmm. You know, name it. You know, call it and name it. So because and, and that's I kind of jump to the second part of it is you know that you're stressed because your body gets involved. The second step is name the main emotion. Just asking yourself the question, what's my main emotion, creates mm-hmm. a container. And the more that we can create a container for those uh, viral feelings of stress that result from a disconnection in our energy system or in our body, we feel threatened. Stress is because we feel threatened. It's threat response. I'm under attack. So Uh the the, the brain actually uh, restricts in the frontal cortex, frontal part of the brain, and shoots the blood to the back part of the brain to the limbs so that you can run, fight, flight, freeze. And, you know, it's not the lions and tigers and bears anymore. It's self-doubt, fear, worry, anxiety, not enoughness, not feeling worthy, capable. Those are replaced by an actual physical animal, but they're still animals. And so first and foremost, create a a container for it. What's your main emotion? What are you feeling behind that body's flare-up, that that physical flare-up that you have? Write it down. That's another container because you're getting mm-hmm. it out of you so it doesn't run viral. Once you have it, then you can place it in something from neurolinguistic programming called the more the more technique. And this is a quick one, easy to apply. You can apply it today. The way the brain works is when you attach your current undesirable situation with a positive 
desired outcome. How the brain actually works is it, it, it will actually fire, if you continue to fire the positive over the negative, it will create a new messaging system. So when you're in a similar situation, rather than anxiety, you'll have confidence. For example, let's say you go into the office today and you go into your supervisor's office and you have something you want to share and they just snap at you and say, not now, I'm busy. Come back in 20 minutes. You walk out of there, you're spun, your heart's racing. Perhaps you even go to the thought, what did I do wrong? And so pause, slow things down, take a deep breath, move your body and ask yourself, what's my main emotion? I feel attacked. And as a result of feeling attacked, maybe you feel embarrassed that you interrupted them. Whatever your main emotion is, claim it. That creates a container. And then just put it into the more the more statement, which is the more embarrassed I feel, the more confident I become in my ability to share what I feel has value, whatever it is that you wanted to accomplish as a result of walking into your supervisor's office. So you keep saying that. The more, the more embarrassed I feel, the more confident I become in my ability to, to walk into the office. Now, I always add the element of, of prayer to that. So the more embarrassed I am, the more confident I become in knowing that God is with me and mm-hmm. will bring about a greater good than, than, than my embarrassment. This so really brings to light. Excuse me. Uh, uh, we were just reading today, Becky and I together, about Paul boasting of his suffering and the right. anguish that he'd been through because in his weaknesses that he received, mm-hmm. he gained a deeper kind of strength. Mm-hmm. That's very, very right exactly down the road of what we read in Second Corinthians today. <laughs> very it is. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that yeah. amazing how that happens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love I love that. I love when God's given us those earth school classes and it keeps coming around in different ways. But that's a real powerful one. It's the more, the more you can just fill it in with whatever, the more perhaps your main emotion is, uh, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I can't handle this, which was mine when I got that phone call. Are you sitting down? I'm afraid I won't be able to handle what's ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the more fearful I am, the more confident I become that God is with me and my victory lies in, in trust. Mm. And, and and I would say that again and again. The more more fearful I am about chemotherapy, the more confident I become uh, in my ability to remember God is bigger than this, and He is mm. with me. And I so I would that. say it again and again, uh, and override that feeling. The key is is remember God has given you the ability to override negative thinking. You're letting negative thoughts be the boss of you. So my mm-hmm. invitation to you today is take that back. Mm-hmm. And and place it in a in a container as quickly as possible. What's your main emotion? Another container is rate it on a scale from one to ten. Ten being the most intense feeling. How intense is that feeling of embarrassment, or jealousy, or envy, or fear? Mm-hmm. That's another container. So I want to ask you a question. I want I want to bring this kind of back to to those who might be listening who are battling cancer right now. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this, Lauren, but excuse me, I'm actually in my fifth battle right now. And it's metastatic. It's stage four. It's gone into my lungs. And, you know, we're battling it. We're pretty, pretty, you know, dealing with it pretty well, I think, all things considered. But Mm -hmm. I have my moments. And there are times when I, I I let the stress of all of that, you know, will I see my children? Will I see my grandchildren? Mm-hmm. You know, all of those things kind of hit me like a ton mm-hmm. of bricks from time to time. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, I do pretty, pretty well most of the time. You know, I, I, I live for those moments when I can, you know, kind of share with somebody or, you know, whatever. I, I love those moments. But there are times when I feel like this is maybe beyond anything I have any control over. Mm. And is there anything 
that you would recommend for me or for people in, in a similar situation where their their stress comes from fear of maybe dying, mm. Um, mm. you know, and with things that are not within our control necessarily. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's, that's a very, very powerful piece of information I, I wasn't aware of. And um, I'm sure it, it just adds depth to those people that are listening to this podcast. And my prayers are going to be with you on that. And you, you address something that is uh, in, in all of us. Again, you know, what fear is, is people, some people said false evidence appearing real. I've never been a fan of that because mm. the evidence around us is very real because our body's responding to it and we can't sleep at night, right? And mm. so it's the body basically driving the spirit versus giving the spirit permission to guide the flesh. Mm. Uh, when we're stressed, know that the body, the flesh, is guiding the spirit. And so it's an invitation to, again, we've spilled out of ourselves and we forget our identity, right? For me as a Christian, my identity is in Christ, in Christ alone. And so to, to pull that back in, understand First, it's important to understand, what is fear for me? Where do I feel it? Where does it show up? What triggers, what specific outside circumstance flip me into fear? And to write that down, because that gets it outside of you. Many times we're not even aware of it. It it actually happens in 125 thousandths of a second that we see something that we're afraid of and the body gets involved. It's called the HPA access. The hypothalamus calls the pituitary, the adrenals, dumps a cascade of the stress hormone in, frontal cortex restricts, and we're left like a deer in the headlights in a situation Mm -hmm. like this. We're afraid of three things. I'm not okay. I can't handle it. And as you said, Becky, I might die. That's Mm -hmm. very real, very familiar to me because I, I felt that for five years. The biggest stress relief technique, because stress manifests physically for me, and I encourage uh, people to, to, to explore this as well, is EFT, the f- emotional freedom technique. And because it addresses stress where it manifests in the body, it actually calms the amygdala. That's where the fear is coming from. That's, the, that's what's responding to I'm feeling threat. The, the amygdala clicks in and it and it and it literally paralyzes your ability to feel peace physically speaking now that's the body driving the spirit in order to calm the body down so that you can remember what the spirit says to you the holy spirit says to you i am with you this 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 shall not end badly basically i could do all things through christ who gives me strength um, i have plans to prosper you not to harm you to give you hope in a future to remember the things of god because that's our victory ultimately when we when we transition the EFT, on my website, I actually have a page that has three videos, instructional videos, and I would recommend that to you. If you go to laurenemiller.com, click on programs, go down mm-hmm. to stress management, and just watch those videos and plug in your fear. Get very specific on it. What are you afraid of? Perhaps it is. I've, I still tap on I'm afraid I'm going to die because if any ache or pain comes in, because they were giving me five years back in 2006, so any pain, I'm like, all right. Is my time done? And fear comes in, and I'll start tapping. Even though I'm afraid to die, I want to be here for my grandkids. I love and accept myself, and I choose to give you more authority than I do to this fear. 
I want to remind the listeners that at the very end of the program, we're going to repeat again how to contact Lauren. So if you didn't catch that, we'll do that. And one thing I thought, this is, uh, Becky, you were mentioning something and you should revisit it. The the business about staying in the light when you feel overwhelmed, how Mm -hmm. to get back into the the Mm -hmm. program and... Go ahead. Yeah, um, I had a, a friend. Her name is Shawnee Fox. She's a naturopathic physician, and she talked to me one time about staying in the light. And what that meant was, and the way that conversation happened, is there was a big delay between my diagnosis of you know this last time. I've been battling this for twenty three years now, mm-hmm. uh, but this last time was actually I was diagnosed last October, and there was a huge span of time between that diagnosis and actually starting treatment for just a variety of reasons. And I told her that I was really um, stressing over the fact that this cancer was going unchecked. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything just to prevent it from growing. And and she looked at me and she said, what are you talking about? She says, you're staying in the light. And as long as you stay in the light, you're doing something. And what she mm. meant by that was as long as you're doing what you love, in spite of what's going on in your body, if you're doing what you love and you're doing what you believe God put you on, on this earth to do, then every cell in your body is going to respond to that in a positive way. She says, so you are staying in the light. And, you know, I had a concert coming. I sing part-time or occasionally, can't even say part-time. I wish it were more often, but Mm. I sing with an 18-piece swing orchestra on occasion. They kind of bless me with the opportunity to fill in for their their female vocalist when she can't do it. And I love that. That's that's brings Mm. me so much joy. And I love to stand up in front of people and speak and talk about you know, cancer and, and give people hope and inspiration. And, and, and I was doing those things at that time, but I, I wasn't being treated. <laughs> she said, you're staying in the light. And as long as you're doing that, you're, you're treating your body. And I love that. And so every now and then I just have to kind of remember when I'm starting to kind of feel a little down in the dumps. It's like, what can I do to stay in the light right now? You know, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And trying to find something, whether I write something or maybe I reach out to a new a new guest that we have um, to get them their show lined up and and coordinated. So, you know, like, these things bring me joy, and hopefully, some of it brings joy to others that are you know around listening or paying attention. You staying know? in the light, staying in the light. So mm-hmm. um, and, that's and so it's, powerful. And it's so much more fun to stay in the light with other people too. So mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I love that, Becky. That's oh. so powerful. It reminds me of when Paul was, you know, after everything he's gone through, what, what do I do? Even yeah. even for you, I leave what is behind and I press on toward what is ahead. Mm-hmm. And part of the time, we have to act our way into feeling. Yeah. And we press in. We press in, giving our spirit permission to guide our flesh. I mean, that's such mm-hmm. a beautiful example. Well, good. Thank you. You talk about the four main areas of balance. Um, why, why don't you just talk about that? I know we've kind of covered some of it, but why don't you go ahead and finish that thought so we've got all four areas covered sure well the the main one again is is the spiritual and and our identity beliefs capability behavior and what we do in our environment flows from that spiritual sense that it, when when our hearts and our souls are connected uh, to that power within us to know that we are safe in life mm-hmm. or death as Paul says whether I stay or go it's really no big deal 
but I'm choosing to stay because God has some work to do for me. Wouldn't that be wonderful if we truly yeah. got that into our energy system? I mean, our, yeah. you know, our physical being and, yeah. and our energy and believe that. Help me to believe that, Lord. Yeah. So <laughs> when we when we truly believe that, truly believe, oh, well, whether I stare or go, this isn't you know my home. I'm a pilgrim here passing through. Then that guides our emotions, right? right. And so our, our greatest place of, of time, when we're talking about time, and that's a human thing, you know, you only have so many hours in the day, and yet the majority of the time, a recent study, only 5% of our time is spent on spiritual development in a day. We're wow. usually battling our emotions. We're usually, uh, you know, struggling. Should I go to the gym? Should I not? Physical. And that affects the mind. You know, mm-hmm. the mind is what we think affects what we feel and that affects what we do and it all starts with the spirit whose are you Mm -hmm. do you know whose you are do you know you have a purpose yeah is there an identity crisis are you letting the world be the boss of you or are you letting the diagnosis be the boss of you because i gosh becky it just really deeply moves me just hearing your story because it's just flashing me back to when the doctors are like i go just be straight up with me like what are you guys talking about behind closed doors like when you Mm -hmm. open my files like what are you saying and they said uh you know it's it's our goal to get you five years and i was 38 and i'm like what Mm. wow that's not okay with me it's not okay and so so that was an opportunity as you said to to grab stay awake at the gate of your thoughts one of my favorite verses is Romans 12, 1 through 2. Don't conform to what the world says, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Take every thought captive. Mm-hmm. So that's our, because if we grab every thought and toss it back to the spiritual, then our emotions follow suit. And emotion is just your, your body's response to your thought life. Mm-hmm. When your spirit is controlling your thoughts, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why did he talk about that? Be transformed by the renewing of your physical body? No. Or your emotions? No. By the renewing of your mind. Yeah. Because that guides your emotions and physical part. That makes so much sense. That really does. That just, that really rings true with me. Um, yeah. Wow. I can't believe that we got through this next part. It's funny. Our, our uh, engineer just posted that we have 300 seconds, but he actually meant 30. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're oh, so you're saying we have time. All right, let's yeah. chat. He knows what he's hearing. He wants to hear more. I, I do must, too. I do too. That must be it. So anyway, we're going to go ahead on that note and take a break, and we'll come back um, at the end of it. So stay tuned. Don't leave. This is this is really really encouraging and very exciting. So we'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. 
giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about stress and the impact it has on our health with our guest, Lauren Miller. And Lauren, you were you were just covering um, the four main areas of balance, spiritual, emotional, physical, and the mind. And I think we got all the way through that. Was there anything else you wanted to add before we move on? You know, a, qu- a quick, uh, just a quick thought on that, that there was one time I was so consumed with, with myself. I, I, I call it the fame game. And I was so, you know, just thinking about myself and i remember i remember literally hearing the lord's voice say what are you doing it's not all about you mm-hmm. and it was so profound and i remember uh i remember just being flipped instantly back to the spirit uh because the quickest way to to get into a good good space and and as you said shine the light on mm-hmm. things is to think how can i be a gift to someone else today Mm-hmm. What can I do, dear God? Not bless this, bless that. I mean, God already knows what's going on, but who do you want me to bless? Is there someone today that I can be helpful to? Someone you want me to call? Someone you want me to, because I'll tell you what, our greatest sense of joy is in the measure through which we serve. Mm-hmm. There's never a time that I haven't seen that be the case. Oh, I love that. That's so true. I have to too. throw this in. William Booth was the founder of the Salvation Army, and at the early days of telegraph communication with his uh his followers around the world, he had to cut his telegram down because of the cost of it. And mm. and so he reduced it to one word, a message to all the officers in the Salvation Army worldwide, others. Yep. One Get word message. Yourself. And it's still a <laughs> mantra within the Salvation Army. <laughs> I, love I love it. I love that. Others. That's, yeah, that's really great. Yes. Others, stop thinking about yourself and you'll be happy. I'm just telling you that right now. I just know that to be true because I've walked through it. You know, the less I think about myself, the happier I am. The more I think about serving others, the happier I am. So wow. it's staying in the light for Becky, yeah. reaching out yeah. to others. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so true. So, Lauren, you talk often about aligning yourself with what you value most. And obviously, you've just covered some of that on our show. That, but having a definitive purpose leads to less stress and more productivity. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think we've kind of covered that a little bit, but it just feels like there's probably more to say about that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, again, you know, having that clarity of focus in Taekwondo, you know, when you're breaking anything, breaking boards and when they add boards on, like they mm-hmm. keep adding boards on and to break it effortlessly, you've got to, you've got to have that clarity of focus for accuracy response. And if you don't have a focus and realize, you know, why am I here? I was thinking about this the other day. I remember memorizing this verse in college. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Mm. And I thought about that as I was on a walk the other day. I'm like, wow, that lightens my load. (laughs) You know, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself in love. So it's not so much what you do. It's how you do it when you're doing it. The person Mm. you're committed to being while you're doing what you're doing. Because... Many times we focus on the fruit. How much do I have? How much is it expanding? How many likes do I have? How many people are responding or to mm-hmm. my invite? And that creates so much anxiety, unnecessary anxiety, when we, we forget to really focus on the, the one that produces the fruit, yeah. which is our creator. You know, and when we lean in, lean back in, mm-hmm. you know, may we that. lean more into God today and, and less into myself, then, then we have... Uh, we have that clarity of focus, which gives that accuracy response. You know, I love that. And when you think, <laughs> I have to laugh because, you know, there people spend so much time on Facebook and they post something. And if you don't get enough likes or enough comments about it, it's like, nobody liked my post, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm telling you, it's the drug of approval. <laughs> yeah, it's literally it, like Satan's and, playground in my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because people you know, are so twisted. I know, you know it's we crazy. We get so twisted. We get twisted. We do. We do. You know, I, I really, I just love this whole conversation. And I, I know that you, you are an award-winning international best-selling author. You've written six books. Uh, most recently, Stop Letting the World Be the Boss of You. I love that. I'm going to get that <laughs> yeah. book for that's me. My, that's my kindergarten phrase. I want to get back to that, that confidence. You're not the boss of me. Whatever the thought is today, and you know, usually before I do any training, I'll ask, what are your three things? Because the mind can only comprehend three applicable points. What are your three things from today's podcast? Or one thing that you can take and apply to your behavior. Mm -hmm. What is that? And stop letting the world be the boss of you. You know that you have let the world be the boss of you when your body gets involved and you feel anxiety manifest. And then you have some tools to calm the body down so you can remember the parts of you that have spilled out of yourself to whatever that person or circumstance or idea or it's really attachment and attachment is an emotional state of clinging due to the belief that without it, you can't be happy. I'm going to apply something, Lauren. Uh, I'm, I'm doing landscaping with my nephew this weekend and Mm. uh, we've got two by 12 planks to cut in half. I'm just going to break them in half. There you go. (laughs) Look, look two inches beyond your target. (laughs) <laughs> don't look at the target because you'll stop right at your goal if you look right at your goal <laughs> I better not hesitate <laughs> and you have to figure out how to get these 12 foot things in his car so if you do that yeah, that'll be interesting be Tuck those away <laughs> that's in another head. podcast how to break <laughs> yeah, we need to bring Lauren out to do some landscaping <laughs> so I want to I want to mention some of your other titles because I love the titles of your books and then I'm going to ask you a question about them. So um, besides Stop Letting the World Be the Boss of You, which I love, yeah. you've got 99 Things You Want to Know Before Stressing Out, um, Five Minutes to Stress Relief, and Hearing His Whisper, which is your personal dialogue with Jesus through advanced cancer and divorce. So that's kind of more of a, of a me- uh, me- what do you call it, memoir, right? Um, but do you have a favorite book? And then which one do you recommend for someone just diagnosed with cancer? 
Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I would rep- if you if you were just diagnosed with cancer, you know the overwhelm is is so s- strong, right? Um, that you don't really have time to get too deep. You want something that you can grab and go with. I would suggest ninety nine things you want to know before stressing mm-hmm. out because those are one page. Bam, here's something you can do now. Um, the other one that's that has it's more interactive. If you're looking for more of a uh, interactive would be Stop Letting the World Be the Boss of You that I wrote with my, my co-author, uh, Jen Klopek. And that one just gives you the ability to uh, refresh your identity. Uh-huh. Okay. It's been scattered, that refresher yeah. in Christ. So uh, that would be a good one as well. Hearing His Whisper, yeah, it's my memoir. Um, and it might give you a, a kind of insight into a personal experience that I've gone through. I've heard a lot of feedback on that one that's given people hope. That one would be as good as well. So, well, I know that we don't have time to hear ninety-nine things, um, <laughs> but can you give us a couple of them? Sure. You know, really, the the other one that I wanted to mention is is from now moving forward. Any time that you are in a moment of refreshment, I encourage you to anchor it in your body. To create an anchor is is a very okay. simple technique. You, if a, if a flower, a child smile, whatever it is, and you feel a those opens a song. Just tap on your thymus. It's located at the base of your neck. There's a U-shaped dip. Just go down three inches. Just tap and just breathe in deeply and allow yourself to lean into that joy, that, that, that refreshment that you're experiencing in the moment. Keep reinforcing this anchor because I can assure you of this. If you're still in earth school and wearing this earth suit, you will have classes sent your way in the next 48 hours that will that will give you the opportunity to stay inside your castle rather than spilling out and giving power to something outside of you. By tapping on that point that you've already anchored, it actually resurrects those endorphins and that feeling in the body. It's called an anchor, a physical anchor. That's all you really need to know right now for mm-hmm. the sake of time. Just tap on it, keep it going, and anytime you feel stressed, go back to that anchor, close your eyes, remember that time where those times watching a sunset – Look for times that are beyond uh, judgment or defining. You just experience it. Those moments it's, of judgment. It's God. interesting. People sometimes automatically do that, don't they? They yep. tap that part of their that's, body when they have a beautiful moment. They just, absolutely. oh, I want to capture that. That's just absolutely. automatic. Yeah, that's and true. It, and, it's, and it's related to your, your amygdala, Isn't and that's that right? the EFT. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. How we can I, I mean, I, I've seen people do it, and I've done now it. I do it. <laughs> I think everybody does. Yeah, so now I have a better understanding of that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, So I want to ask you about your kids. You were diagnosed with advanced cancer one week prior to your final divorce court date. You had three young children who were 8, 10, and 12 at that time. What did you do to create a place of safety for your kids? I mean, that must have been devastating. They're losing, like, their parents as a unit. And there's the fear they might lose their mom. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. So how, how did you create a place for them? Well, a couple things. Uh, one, I had a worry jar at the table and pens and paper, and they were given the opportunity to write down what worried them. One of the, one of the, my youngest Good wrote, idea. I'm worried to see my mom bald, BLD. Great idea. And then everyone at the table was the psychologist. So at night, my other three kids and myself and my parents were coming out to help me. We would pick one out of the worry jar, and we were the psychologist or hmm. Or the therapist, and just answer it. And it was amazing mm-hmm. what came out of my 10-year-old's mouth, my 12-year-old's mouth, my 8-year-old's mouth. And they, 
you know, said amazing things throughout the entire cancer thing. My son once said when he saw me crying because my I lost my hair. He came in and I was praying and he said, Mommy, don't cry. Your soul still has hair. Mm. So these are things that are just so powerful. The other thing is journaling. Uh, my oldest daughter was more of an introvert with it and didn't want to talk about her feelings, but she wanted I wanted to provide a way to, to for her to express it. So we had a journal that would go back and forth from our pillows. Another and if it was idea. folded down, she wanted me to respond. If not, at least it was it was an outlet. And then prayer. Every night I was on my knees in front of each one of their doors, just asking oh God to protect them and to use this suffering to bring about a greater good than had it not even taken place because that's the rose in the midst of the thorns and that's the beautiful work that God does and has done. My kids are now 21, 23, and 26 and I recently became a grandparent five months ago and God is good. God is good because he, he's, he's brought about multiple th- roses as a result and they're very deep, uh, committed human beings that make God recognizable in this world in so many beautiful ways. I'm. I wrote those. I wrote those things down. I think those. I, I love, love, love the worry jar. Um, yeah, that's a beautiful that's, idea. That's a great idea. And the I'm kids a, can plug into that. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to share that one with with our kids. I think that's that's really good. So, and Lauren, kids know, yeah, yeah, for mm. sure. We we don't have much time left. So tell us very quickly about your podcast called mm. Edge God In, but very quickly, please. <laughs> sure. So basically, it's edgegodin.com. Uh, it's a it's a podcast. It's a ministry. The ministry is to champion human potential in Christ, okay. and it's free. It's open to all who would like to to listen. It's basically a virtual Bible study, uh, addressing human resources, uh, blocks, and and personal excellence opportunities for growth in in uh, this human experience with with Christ at the center. So that's edgegodin.com. Invite anybody to to join us there. That's and you can read more about the ministry there. That's my. Yeah. That's that's the ministry. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to plug into that one. So, um, so again, we are out of time. So, why don't you remind our guests how how they can reach you? We've just got about a minute or so left. So, tell people how they can reach you, how they can get your books, etc. Sure, sure. So, my main website has all the information as well as opportunity to to contact me, and that's Lauren L A U R E N E miller.com lauren e miller.com and it has all the information there as well as i encourage listeners to go to programs tab and then click on stress management and learn that technique and apply whatever it is specifically the main emotion that's stressing you out so that you can calm the body so that your spirit can shine very good spirit permission to guide your flesh I'll be reaching out. I love i love (laughs) that i love that so much well excuse me we are out of time and I just can't thank you enough for taking time out of your schedule to be with us today. This was so helpful. You're I know fascinating, Lauren. I know our audience is going to be very inspired by all the words mm-hmm. that you've shared with us today. And and in fact, I really would like to invite our audience to take the time send send me a, an email, Becky at breastfriends.org. And just let us know, you know, your thoughts on on today's podcast. So uh, really, again, thank you so much. We will be back next week. And until then, remember, there is always hope and we're here to help you find it. Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. There is always hope.
and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.